Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hello, I'm Balin Leonard. How you doing? Welcome along to another edition of the Country Music Talk podcast. Now, if you like country music and you like this podcast, uh, you might want to check out The show on Absolute Radio Country. You can find me there every weekday right across the UK. We have the no repeat guarantee, so we promise never to play the same song twice in your workday between 9 to 5. If you haven't checked us out already, just tell your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. Now, it's time for one of our favorite people. He is such a nice guy. It's Charles Esten. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard and Charles Esten, or Chip. I feel like we can call you Chip. Can we call yeah, you Chip? Yeah, I think you can right now, yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. To his friends, one of the most recognizable stars of television, of screen stage. Um, of course, he got his start in the West End. We'll probably talk about that because I love talking about that. You may know him as Deacon Claiborne. You may know him as Ward Cameron. We just know him as Chip. And he's coming back over here because Claire Bowen, Jonathan Jackson, Sam Palladio... Joining him in the UK this October for Nashville, the reunion tour. So let's get into this. You've got a lot going on. Welcome back, Chip. Good to see you. Thank you so much, Bailey. so great to see you again. By the way, just in honor of this, I should tell you, I never wear this for obvious reasons. <laughs> well, what is it? Oh, you're wearing yourself on your chest. That's what we like to see. I know. I know what that looks like. I knew it would be right under frame just for you. I never get to wear the Deacon Claiborne shirt, but I know we're going to be talking about Nashville reunion tour back over there. And uh, I get to be Deacon again. Most actors, when they go back, if you're going to get to play that guy again, you got to re- you know mount a whole new season or do yep. a, a remake or anything. But we're lucky we have these incredible songs and we've got to tour with them. So we just get to climb back on that stage and I get to jump back in Deacon's boots and sing his songs. Well, you know, I mean, I know normally probably nowadays you're wearing a, a Ward Cameron t-shirt, so I appreciate you digging out the, the Deacon. <laughs> don't, they don't make those. They only make t-shirts for the good guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should say I did make a Ward Cameron shirt. You can find it online on my Instagram. Did you? It just says King Kook. So I said, if somebody else won't make it, I'll make it. Oh, my God. That, that is a great merchandising idea. Why have they not done that? I don't know. I just wore it because they had a big concert uh, celebrating the whole show coming out right. uh, for season three, like our premiere. And so I knew I was going to be on the stage in front of thousands of Pogue fans, and I knew what they all thought about me. So I just I just got the old King Coop t-shirt and made one for myself. <laughs> Never passing up an opportunity, are you? Never passing up an opportunity. I'm so excited about this because there's something about Nashville – and, you know, I talk about this a lot when, whenever we play a song or two from, from Nashville on the show. It is still so good now and more and more people discovering it all the time. And it was like kind of the gateway drug, if you will, for people getting into country music. You know, so many people that we've met kind of through events and stuff like that as a, as a radio station say that it was Nashville that got them into it. So it must be exciting for you guys to get back together again as well, because it's always good to see old friends, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and and so much that, look, we're old friends. We're going to get together anyway and see each other. What sustains... Might what as well get paid going. for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what the power of that music is, is what makes it all work and makes people come back. I mean, 
it's just so special, but I knew it from the very beginning. Um, T-Bone Burnett was our musical supervisor, musical director there, did all the production early on. And he said at the time that he wasn't looking to imitate country music in its moment right mm. then. He wanted to make something beautiful that, that can't get on country music just because mm. the down, the, how, the, how downbeat they are or where they are thematically or where they are. They just don't have what you want on the radio to catch an ear and to get, so they had that other level though and then we got to weave them into these stories where when we we're doing a scene and you were sort of there's only so much you can say to somebody but then you pick up that guitar that's country music right there you can go that next level and so that's talking about the very beginning with t-bone he was with us a season but we had five more seasons and if anything ever ever failed for a moment it was never the music. Um, so we're so grateful to get to play these songs. And yeah, Baylin, we've heard people say exactly what you just said to us about that, about that their first entry to country music was Nashville. And I can't even tell you that is the greatest compliment, the coolest thing that we could ever hear because we love this genre so much, as do you. So that's very, very cool. Country music in the UK is the fastest growing genre in the UK. And and we're always excited to hear that. And it's been that it's Well, been that I want to give some credit to you you've been there that whole ride with us thank you and i i mean you've been preaching this gospel when very few were listening to you right when you yeah, amen like, brother this is a thing that you uh, it had to be a heart thing from the beginning you, yeah because it, it there weren't other reasons to do it at that <laughs> no, moment that's true but slowly but surely people that know country music in the uk they know you and and i think you helped a lot too well, I appreciate that very much. But I mean, without Nashville kind of kicking those doors open and still, you know, as I said, you can still watch this. I mean, in the UK, you, you, if you haven't seen it yet, Channel 4 uh, still has the box set there on demand. You can you can you get know what I always tell it. people? I tell anybody that hasn't seen it, I go, I dare you to watch the pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because once you watch the pilot, you're in, you know, it's one of those you, you finish it and you're like, well, OK, I don't have time, but I'm just going to catch the next 10 minutes of the next one. Just, oh, OK, now I'm three hours in. All right, here we go. You know, that thing that you said about when you're in the scene and you're talking to, you know, you're trying to express something and when it becomes all too much, you got to pick up that guitar. That actually is very similar to musicals and i know obviously we've talked before about you starting out on the stage in the west end and stuff but that is also what musicals do you know when when the emotion is so heightened and you've said everything that you can with words the only thing that you can do is sing and i think that's one of the reasons as well that nashville the television show worked because there were these moments where it would just build to this and you knew that a good song was coming. You know, it's a very similar format. Ran in, that through you. in that pilot episode, at the end of the um, very first episode, uh, Sam Palladio and Claire Bowen uh, sang a song, If I Didn't Know Better, I think it was. That's when I knew. Those two voices put together, I'm like, wow, we mm -hmm. have something here. Um, and then I do have to say also what you made me think is how spoiled I am in the UK. I got to start on stage singing the songs of Buddy Holly. Mm -hmm. And I heard rumors over there that there was dancing in the aisles. But, you know, there's a lot of marketing <laughs> that goes on with shows. And you go, you know, who's, who's dancing in the aisles? And I get there. And I'll never forget that final Buddy concert. I'm up on that stage and there's people out in the aisle. But, um, and so I've been a long a fan of UK fans. And then we got to go back and do these UK tours. And I'm telling you all of these cities we played um we had some very very special nights in manchester um in birmingham of course we'll be in bristol we've been to bristol before and it was amazing we got two shows in london um 
in Glasgow and our time up there. And so that always opened the door for me to get to come back to music. And then I got to play so many of those places on my own, yeah. not as Deacon Claiborne, but as <laughs> Charles Chip Eston. And when um, when I go back every time, I'm just reminded of this, this sort of how spoiled we are over there. And I'm so grateful to the fans over there. And we just want to do it again. We, we've been missing everybody so much, and we are so looking forward to it. We're a little bit uh, giddy, I would say. Um, and so we can't wait. We well, the fans are giddy as well. Um, this is it's it's Nashville. The reunion tour is coming this autumn. You can find out all the information and get your tickets in the Absolute Radio ticket store. It's absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. You were just mentioning there, having done this before, you know, and talking about dancing in the aisles. I mean, the audiences that come to this are where are you on the sing along with us? Don't sing along with us spectrum when it comes to, to the Nashville tour. Don't sing along with me. I'm trying to interpret my art up here. No. Yes, yes, there I are. I am always about it. I did a small private gig down on Broadway last night for some uh, physician's assistants, a group of physician's oh, okay, assistants. okay, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I was playing some new stuff off my upcoming album, and they were singing along to songs they hadn't heard, like second or third choruses. They were singing along to they the chorus they learned. I tell you, there's not a better feeling uh, as being an artist on stage. And I will say also uh, that we know by now that these are not just our songs. These mm -hmm. are their songs as well. These songs have found their ways, I always like to say, into their homes, their hearts, their headphones. I think one of the reasons is we were talking about both, both with Buddy and with this, the drama that inter, uh, interfolds with it all means that it just makes like a square into a cube. It, the song gets more right. meaning because you saw it given meaning in the very beginning. Right. And for many people, they will tell you instantly that song makes me think about my father. Mm. Uh, my father went some of this, through some of the same things that Deacon did. Or that song makes me think about someone that I, I just uh, lost. The song's ownership goes out to the fan. It becomes them. They will hear it far more as they're just listening in their day and in their life than they will hear us play it on stage. So we're just glad to be part of that relationship. So you mentioned there that you you were playing some of your own tunes last night for the the physician's assistant annual conference or, or whatever it was. They know how to party. Um, let's talk about... <laughs> So your debut album, I saw this, they sent through your debut, and I went, debut album? He must have loads of albums. What are we talking about? Debut album. What in the world is taking you so long for a debut album? Well, you know that I quite literally put out more singles than any human should. I, um... You actually have, like, they sent me this as well. You have a Guinness World Record for this. You earned a 2018 Guinness World Record for the most consecutive weeks to release an original digital single by a music act. Uh, and that was 54 original songs once a week for 54 straight weeks. My Lord, that's yeah, a lot of songs. I look back, I don't know how I did that even, but I will tell you, I know exactly why I did it. I was in Nashville in 16. I had been there for four years. Right. And at that point, we had no idea how long we were going to get to be there anymore. Ultimately, it would be two more years of Nashville. And then I just stayed. But I didn't know that for sure. And I was in Music City. And my whole life, music has been number one for me. People ask, acting or music? And so I didn't want to ever walk away from it feeling like I hadn't done all that I could. I mean, there's a line in the Nashville song, uh, that says, I want to look back and say, I did all that I could. That's kind of my motto. As long as I know I, I gave my all in something, 
no pun intended, but let the chips fall where they may. Let it, it is what it is. But I was not feeling like I was doing enough in the music world. Sometimes you might understand paralysis of analysis where you overthink something. Sure. And you want to be so good that you don't even do it. Um, right. So yeah, I you're afraid of it. I would yeah. rather get into the doing. So I held my camera up one day and I promised everybody that followed me on socials, I'm going to start putting out a brand new single every week until it's stupid. And then I kept going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did 54 weeks that. But to your original question, those are singles. I knew I wasn't able to tour very much at that time because right. I was on this little show called Nashville. And I had all this music. And that just became a creativity hack, really. It just okay. unclogged the pipes and it really started to flow. But I didn't have – I grew up on albums. And I always – I have such respect for them. I think there should be a unified – concept not that all the songs have to be the same but they have to live in the same world they're almost like scenes in a movie they're not all the same some are happy some are sad but they all belong in that movie yeah they all belong could together I have done that with those singles along the way yes but it wasn't till now that i really felt ready to step up and go this has a hole to it these songs go together my hope is that people listen like i have always listened to albums where you just put it on oh yeah listen one straight song through. rolls into yeah. the next yeah. You know, you know how like there are songs that you grew up on that you don't only know that Beatles song, but you know the one that comes right yes, after. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what I want. It's a bit of a journey, and and it's one of uh, they call this a ten year town. But it took me ten years to finally make that album. That's a long answer to your short question. I know. I love a long answer because I, I just get to listen. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about Outer Banks a little bit because they say lightning doesn't strike twice, right? But I mean, you are clearly some sort of you must be made out of some sort of metal because lightning is constantly striking. You had Nashville and now you've got Outer Banks. Last year I was over in Nashville and I was backstage at the Opry that you've played like 160 times or something crazy with my friend Kelly Sutton, who is one of the presenters there. And she said, oh my God, Charles Eston was here last night and he, he took my daughter around taking loads of pictures with her backstage. And now she is the most popular girl in her, her school because everybody is obsessed with Outer Banks. Like Nashville, you said, right, I knew. The first episode you knew. Is it the same with Outer Banks? Did you know? Or was it more of a slow burn? Clear. I didn't know. I have to be honest. I've been a student of television since I, my mom will tell you. When I was a little kid, when I should have been studying, I was watching TV. And if I knew anything, it was that a hit show of quality is a, not only a miracle, it's a whole bunch of miracles happening yeah. at once, casting, every other thing. And it's been borne out in that so many uh, shows you love so much, if you go look at their cast, that's what they were sort of famous for and that was their chance and that was their moment i know how difficult not impossible it is to get another one um and so i think i was kind of ready to take some time in the wilderness and 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 you know not have one and i was sitting at this desk and i got a phone call from the producers of outer banks and i had worked with them years earlier on another show where i played a bad guy okay. and they had seen me on on nashville playing a good guy and they were telling me about this ca the character of ward cameron how he's going to start off like a regular old dad but then it was going to go sideways and it was going to get wild and i think the thing i love about ward is for all his wrongdoing and all the many missteps he makes you see a heart under there you see the mm. struggle you see him actually love his family and his daughter so it's not some. Yeah, he's not one dimensional. Yeah. 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 So I think they saw that I might be able to load this bad guy with some things that make you not exactly sure how good or bad he is. You would see some 
heart under there was what they said, which was very, very kind. They just offered me the job. It turns out I like that way a lot more. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> no auditions, great. Yeah, let me think about it. Auditioning, yeah, I prefer <laughs> that. And, and then uh, talk about knowing. I got, we did a table read in Charleston where we shoot it. And all of those different uh, young actors that you know and grew to love and become the Pogues, we just read the first script and we walked out of there and I went up to somebody, I go, how long have they known each other? And they're like, uh, yeah, they, they just met like a day or two ago. And I was like, wow. Oh, right. So chemistry, already, they just had chemistry. Crazy chemistry. That's when I sort of went, hmm. So yeah, it's been an absolute blast and an incredible ride. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on Nashville. Congratulations on your Guinness World Record. Congratulations on 160 times at the Grand Ole Opry. It's just all happening. So it, it couldn't be happening to a nicer guy. So I hope I hope you also are able to take the time every now and again to like enjoy it. Well, I absolutely get to Good. do that. Um, I, I try it very hard to do it in my own life. I mean, all of us have to fight to be grateful because wherever you are becomes the new ground zero and you forget. Yeah how far you've come, like you big radio guy. Um, you always <laughs> got to remember where it started, right? What's great is you get moments where you get to soak it in. And one of those moments is walking out on a beautiful old theater in the UK and just standing there with the people that loved this thing you got to be a part of. So there are mountaintop moments where you really just get to absorb it and soak it in. And that's why we're looking forward to this so much every night is going to be special because that's what you guys do you know it, it's one of those that you could see it two days in a row and there's a special energy throughout it but it's a different experience each time so uh you can and get all the frequently is my, my co-stars will tell you i'm notorious for walking up you know what we should do tonight no, <laughs> right, switching it up <laughs> see this is why you should get you know all what of we them. should let's not do the thing we perfectly practice and know <laughs> yeah exactly for months Let's try this. Good. Keep them on their toes. Exactly. A little bit of free song. Nashville, the reunion tour is coming to the UK later this year. You can find out all the information, see the dates and get your tickets. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. We can't wait for the new album and we will look forward to seeing you when you are over here soon. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. My pleasure. Ta very much. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate you, man. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. So great to have Charles Eston, Chip. Chip, we can call him Chip, uh, on the Country Music Talk podcast. Don't forget, if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you give us a five-star rating, well, that is just nice as pie, as my mother used to say. Uh, that really helps us out and lets other country fans find us. We'll be back with another episode very soon. I'm Balin Leonard, and remember, keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 